And good day, everybody. This is Peretz B, the Reb, saying welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Sunny, mild, and warm. That's just the way I feel. The weather is pretty nice also. Now, I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything right here on the station that listens to you. Talk radio, the way it's meant to be. So give us a call a little bit later on. And um, if you'll do that, we'll be able to talk about things that are on your mind. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Um, when we go to break, you'll be able to call in, and we'll take your calls, and then we'll get you on the air with anything that's on your mind. Let me tell you what's on my mind right now. First of all, obviously, it's perm, so there are a lot of things that we want to be talking about. Mishin Iknafada, Marba Visimka, when Adar enters, so does Simka increase. Now, that means you don't just don't turn on the light and start walking around and go, oh, I'm so happy. No, it means that Simka is the demeanor that a Jew is supposed to have all the time. The majority of the year, we are the Simka. When Av comes, we decrease Simka, but we're still the Simka. We're still in a state of joy. And when Adra comes, we increase that Simcha. And the way that we increase that Simcha is by helping other people. Now, just let me switch gears for a second. There is a Pusik in last week's Torah. I'm sure you saw it, right? It says, Lo achre rabim leros, to do bad. Don't go after the majority to do evil. Now, Rabbeinu Bachia, brought down by Rabbi Zelfisk, and says an amazing thing. That the plain meaning of the Pusik is that if you see a lot of people doing something wrong, you should not follow their example. Now, it's very natural, you and I know this, right, for a person to imitate the behavior of others. I don't want to say monkey see, monkey do, but, you know, it's kind of the group think type of thing. That's why it's so important to live in a great neighborhood, by the way. Now, when many people do something that's wrong, so a person could say, well, everybody else is doing it, I can't be wrong. If everybody else is eating from that hexure, it's got to be okay. What's the diff? It can't be wrong. I'll do it also. But in this passage, the Torah is telling us the cloud guddle, that every person is responsible for his or own behavior. Even when many others do something that is improper, you have an obligation to be careful with your own behavior. And it really takes a lot of guts, courage, and strength of character to be different from others for one's ideals. In other words, you have to set yourself apart from the pack and do what's right. Now, as you all know, the name of this broadcast, as you all know, the name of this broadcast is Do the Right Thing. Right? As you all, I, we, we mentioned it before, the name of this thing, the name of this broadcast is The Right Thing. More important than doing things right is to do the right thing. So anybody who appreciates that the most important thing in the world is to really do the, the will, the rutsen of a Kaddish Baruch he's not going to be impressed by the fact that many people are doing something. You're going to weigh your own behavior against the Torah standards and not the standards of others, regardless of how numerous they are. Now, let me just tell you a little, two, two stories. Two quick stories. Well, one is quick and one is not so quick. But in essence, uh, this is an, an old story. It's kind of it's got a punchline to it. Just ride with me on this and see if you can if you can copyright. One day, there was a um, 
a contest in the Navy, and there were three admirals out in the sea, and they were having maneuvers, and they wanted to show how how good each admiral and each member of their service their their services were. So the French admiral says to the American and the British admiral, uh, "We will show you that all soldiers are the bravest. They have the most courage, the most guts." He says, "Pierre, how high is it from the uh, Marie Antoinette?" He says, "Oh, mon capitaine, it is at least uh, two hundred meters high." Uh, what would happen, Pierre, if somebody would jump from there into the icy sea? Oh, my, my capitaine, surely they would die. Well, for the sake of France, I want you to go to the top and jump off. He says, oui, oui, my capitaine. He goes up and he says, vive la France. France is still here and Pierre is no longer. But the captain turns, the admiral turns to the other two and says, now that is what I call guts, courage. Well, the British admiral, not to be outdone, looks at the other two and he says, Jenkins, front and center. Jenkins, tell me, how high is it from the Queen Mary? He says, uh, uh, from the crow's nest, sir. Well, that will be about 300 Meet high, sir. Right, Jenkins, I want you to go to the top. Come on, jump off. And do it for the sake of the Queen and the British Empire. Whichever left of it. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye, Admiral. All right. He goes up. Jenkins says, Long live the Queen. And as far as we know, she's still here. And old Jenkins is at the bottom of Davy Jones' locker. And the British Admiral turns to the other and says, Now that's what I call... American admiral going to do. So he says, Epstein, front and center, Epstein. Beryl Epstein out of Flatbush, Brooklyn. He says, Ensign Epstein, how high is it from the USS Envoy? He says, oh, it's about uh, 400 feet straight up as the crow flies, sir. What do you think the probability would be, Epstein, if somebody would climb up there and jump off? He said, well, probability of what, sir? I mean, the, uh, the, water, the water below is very icy, and to go from that distance is very likely that the person would just die, sir. Not much of a chance of, um, not much of a hope that he would escape. Well, Epstein, for the sake of the American Navy and our ship in particular, I want you to climb up there and jump off for the sake of our armed forces. Now, Epstein, who was a loyal, loyal naval ensign, says to the Admiral, Sir, it is not a time of war. I'm not obligated to do that, and that is just foolish and foolhardy, and not within the the the, the bounds of a, of a commander to tell that to uh, to an enlisted man. And uh, I reserve my rights, sir, not to do that. Respectfully, I admit I will not do that. Are you mean to tell me that you are going to disobey my order? Do you realize that I am the admiral of this entire fleet, and I am ordering you to go up there and jump off? Yes, sir, I do that, but I respectfully submit that I will not do it. I refuse. And he steps back. Now, the American admiral turns to the French and the British admiral, and he says, now that's what I call guts. Of course, he knew that that ensign would not jump off, and he knew he was within his rights to do that. He wanted to show the other two that following strict orders in something that is insane and makes no sense militarily or otherwise, and is actually an act of cruelty, is within the domain of somebody to refuse, and that real courage, real guts, is facing up to something, owning up to something, and not doing it. That is doing the right thing. And and that is what Rabbi Fliskin is telling us here, and that is what we are learning out here from Rabbeinu Bachir. Now, why am I telling this 
to you, my friends. Well, aside from the fact that it appeared in last week's Parsha, there is a very good reason. Last week, I attended a rally in Trenton, New Jersey. There was a bill that was going through the New Jersey State Assembly and the Senate in order to pass what we know as Ta'eva, the marriage of two people from the same gender. Now, believe me, I don't even... There's some people who don't even want to talk about it, and I don't blame them, not even to mention it. But you have to know, you have to know in terms of the riches, the pure evil of certain people that are in government, this was something that has to be seen, heard, and exposed so that we can protect ourselves, our families, and the society in which we live. Uh, I was there. There were a number of other, or I should say not other, but I mean there were great rabbinim that were, that were there to speak out. They would not stand idly by. And I was asked to speak, and maybe if you have a chance, I'll, I'll play some of what I said um, just to see you know, what you think about it. But, but then we were privileged to go in and be part of the gallery to watch the the vote being taken and the speeches that preceded them. Whether you are in Brooklyn, any part of New York or New Jersey, you have to know about this because this affects all of us. These politicians that wanted to push this bill through, literally to ram it down the throats of the American public and their constituency, got up and one after another began to talk about how this was something that was almost a chayv kodesh, a sacred act on their part, God forbid, and that it was consistent with Judeo-Christian values, of course, the furthest thing from the truth, and that one person, I, mean, it was, I don't even want to say what they said, they were out and out blasphemous, even though maintaining that they came from a quote-unquote um, secular religious background, they were talking about it in the name of something that was actually consistent with the religion. It, it, was, it was sickening. It was absolutely um, horrifying to hear them try to elevate to lofty oratory, the the contemptible, anti-Torah, anti-God, anti-human, anti-everything that is decent and good and pure in society. And I'm not talking about just, you know, some type of religious dogma. I'm not talking about the guys running around throwing rocks at cars because you don't believe what I believe. I'm talking about tenets of human existence. Tenets which we have been commanded to by Kaddish Baruch and this is considered among the worst, right? And they were glorifying it and elevating it and talking about why they were voting for it. I mean, I left before the people in opposition to it uh, spoke, but what was worse, one of these Rishoyim, who was a member of the assembly, gets up and he tables, which means he voted to make sure that the people of the state of New Jersey could not vote for it. In other words, somebody got up and said, okay, look, I don't know what to do. My constituency says I should go this way or go that way. Uh, let's let the people vote. Well, doesn't that make sense? Isn't that what elected politicians were here for, to see the, that the will of the people is done? No, this guy gets up and says, no, we don't want the people to vote. No, we'll take care of it. We'll tell them what their morality is. And don't you know, that's what they did. They voted down the ability of the people of the state of New Jersey to vote for it. This is Mamish Rishis. Baruch Hashem, the governor of the state of New Jersey, the wherewithal, the, the um, decency to veto the bill. We're going to see what happens. But at any rate, it's Mamish right here in the Parsha. Look what it says. Have the guts to be different in order not something improper. So that means you and I have to be able to feel the, the 
the society that we're in as if we didn't feel it already. Whether you're living in Flatbush or Muncie or Lakewood or wherever you are, don't think that we are not affected by this. And therefore, as I said in my address to the group that was there, I said, Al Tamod Damriyako. You may not know what you can do, or if in fact you can do anything other than just cry out, but cry out you must. This is Parents B, the Reb, wishing you a Gittin Erev Adar. That's right. Rosh Chodesh Adar is Thursday and Friday. What are the three mitzvahs that we are required to do on Purim? Call me, and you are going to get a hit of brute prize. 718-583. No, that's 683 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Got a great lineup for you, Barrel Wine, coming up, and Charlie Arari is joining... Uh, the Hitterbrook group, I think, on Thursday nights with Yoli, Lil Shichi, and a lot of good stuff coming up. I want you to support Hitterbrook, write them out a check today, saying we love the work that you do, and we're happy that you are on bringing us this great stuff, all-inclusive. Write out a check to Hitterbrook today and send it on its way. Meanwhile, call me Parrots B. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about anything. Starting with, what are the three, or is it three or more? What are the mitzvahs that we have to do on Purim? Tell me what they are, and um, here's another question for you. Which mitzvah do you think you need to put more emphasis on? Right? I'm not telling you that you don't put emphasis on, on all of them in a, in, a, in a very meaningful way. Which one do you put more emphasis on? In other words, if it comes to giving more mishalak manus or more metanus levionim, which one should you do more of? Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Got a story of a Chicago practice you want to share with me? A moment of insight? Give me a call. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. We're going to be on with Debbie Honig talking about the Pornos Expo coming up this Sunday in Lakewood. You should all know about it. Got a segment coming up. Stay tuned for more. The station that listens to you, Radio Hitter Brute. Parents be born to be mild. <laughs> Mission, 
right, everybody. Hi. Thanks for joining me. This is Parents B, the Rev, right here on Radio Hit of Root. 97.5 FM, the station that listens to you. Born to be mild, sunny, warm, and mild. That's me, Parents B, and the weather is also pretty nice. Hi. Thanks for joining Hi. How are you? Okay, good. How are you? Yes. Hi. What can I do for you? I wanted to answer the question. Yes, of course. What's the answer to the question? Megillah, Suda, Mishmachmanas, and Matanas Levionim. And you're supposed to spend the most effort on Matanas Levionim. That's 100% correct. Now, which one do you put more emphasis on? If you have a chance to give more Mishmachmanas or an opportunity to help more with Matanas Levionim, which one should you do more of? Definitely Matanas Levionim. You sure about that? Yes. You sure you want to give more Matanas Levionim than to go and give beautiful gifts to your friends? Absolutely. You sure? Absolutely. Okay, well, I'm glad you're such a woman of conviction. You're right. Leave Shlomo your name, address, rank, and serial number, and we will yeah. uh, send you out a hit a brute prize. Tell me, did you follow Thank that you story so that we talked about the three about the three admirals? It was cute. Did it, did it ring a bell? Did you learn something from it? I think I heard it once before. <laughs> you heard it once before. Okay. I guess we, it was good to do Chazor. I, I probably told it. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Leave <laughs> Thank you. Yes, with, with, okay, and thanks for calling. Hit a brute. Okay, Shlomo, who's on deck? Hi, how are you? It's B, the Reb with you. What's happening? Yeah, hi. Um, I had to answer some question about the mitzvot. Yes, go ahead. Let me hear. Um, it's Mishta, that's the Suda, Miguela, Matana, Salavionim, and Mishlachmanis. Very, very good. Okay. Which one takes precedent, Matana, Slavionim or Mishlachmanis? No, I didn't know, but I heard the person before me say Matana, Slavionim, so I guess that's the answer. Okay. That's right. Okay. I'm good. I'm, everybody's, everybody's listening to the other person speaking, so that's important. Great. Leave your name and address with, um, Shlomo, and I'm going to send you out a prize for, um, and I want to thank you for being a head of brood listener and appreciate it. The right answer. Okay, Shlomo, on deck. Who's with us? Hi, how are you? Paris V, the Reb. What can I help you with? Hello there. All right. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for the wonderful show. Well, Brooke Hashem, we say the Abish that's a health inviter. Amen. Yes. Anyway, I heard the answers, but I did have them right anyway. I was holding. So, um, so let's do the chazor. Did you want what, me to repeat the, the three mitzvahs or for a chazaka? Tell, tell me the mitzvahs of what are the mitzvahs of her? Um, Suda, Megillah, and Matana Slavianim. And don't forget about Michelle Okay, here's the bonus question oh, that's for you. Four. Um, what comprises Michelle Manas? How many types of food do you have to have? And does it matter if it's milk or flashic or it's cooked or uncooked? Um, milk or flashic, I'm not sure. It has to be edible, so it would have to be cooked. Okay. Does it have to be used for the Suda or not? No. Actually, it should, you should be able to use it, but you don't have to use it. Right. It should be able to be used for the Suda. Okay, now... I mean, or is a person fulfilling the mitzvah if they give somebody, let's say, a bag of dipsy doodles and uh, and and a bottle of seltzer? Will that do it? It will. It's 
Um, yeah, you need uh, two different brachas. <laughs> Would you like someone to give you a bag of Dipsy Doodles and a bottle of seltzer? <laughs> I, I what I'd like to, I've gotten it. <laughs> okay. I guess when people are delivering so many, that I guess if, you know, if a person likes Dipsy Doodles, I guess it's okay. But it really should be something that's a little more cut of a dick. Um, then that's okay. something that the person you know w- would enjoy. The person just doesn't want to be yosi by just you know sticking his hand into the candy bin and just throwing whatever in there. You should kind of think about you know what what do you think the other person would like? What do you think they would enjoy? All right, great. If you leave your name and uh, an address, with Shlomo, we'll get out and hit a root prize to you. And thanks for being a hit a root listener and for staying tuned. All right, hi, Parrots V with you. The Reb, what can we do for you today? Good afternoon. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Thank you. All right. You've got some answers for us. What are the mitzvahs of Purim? Mitzvahs of Purim. First of all, you shouldn't get drunk, the rabbin. That's one one thing. It has but nothing that, to that, do with... You, that's like the fifth, the fifth Shulchan Aruch. In other words, that's, it doesn't state Mepharsh. That's one of the lochas. Of course not. That's the, a, the a lochas of, of the Shulchan Aruch of Sechel. That's true. Um, hello? Yes, what's the whole purpose of people drinking on Purim? So they shouldn't have They shouldn't know the difference between uh uh Aror um Aror um Yeah Aror <laughs> uh, Haman and You're starting Baruch Mordechai or Aror Haman. Right. Right. Okay. And the truth is we should know that all year round we should know the difference between that. Um I would say that the guys in Iran probably, you know, some of the the, the dictator in Iran, Ahmadinejad, probably still hasn't figured out the difference. But he's going to be in for a big surprise uh, when he when he finds out. Meanwhile, that that's true, and I think it's very important. I'm glad you brought this up. Getting drunk on Purim is not a mitzvah if a person goes outside the realm of behaving properly the way a Ben or a Bas Torah should. It doesn't pass. It doesn't look good. It's not nice. It's not consistent with uh, the way we behave, for somebody to get out of their senses to the point where their behavior becomes nonsensical and not consistent with that of a bentor or a bastor. So if a person is going to drink and behave that way, then they certainly shouldn't drink. They would be a uh, putter from the mitzvah, I'm confident to say. And the truth is, a person can climb the mitzvah by having a little bit to drink and then taking a nap. So the mitzvah is not to get blitzed like, uh, you know, like there's no tomorrow, but to make sure that a person is doing it with the tom of the way a yid drinks. When a yid drinks, uh, when, when yayin enters a person, then secrets come out. And we want to make sure that the secrets that we re- reveal are only those things which are kodesh and tahor, the truest part of Anushama. And if you've ever seen anybody get drunk on a perm who is really a kodesh and a tahor, you know... They just overflow with Torah. Somebody who's not will overflow with things that, unfortunately, are just um, part of the worst part of their nature, and they should not be drinking. If you leave your number and uh, an address with Rav Shlomo, we'll get you a hit of root prize, and I want to thank, thank you, you for calling. Yeah. All right, Peretz be with you, the Reb. Uh, anybody else on board? If not, go to a little bit of music. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hi, how are you? Parrots B, the Rev for you. Let me ask you a question, since everybody else has done such a beautiful job 
of answering that question. What happens if a person hears the Megillah in English? Are they Yotzi? Have they fulfilled their requirement? I would say not. If you heard it in English, it has to be in the writing that it's in, in Hebrew. You sure about that? I'm not uh, sure about it, I but that's my logic would tell me. But I actually wanted to add to an important point that the rabbi said about being the Simcha all the time. I have a Hidush that's about Simcha, if I can share it with you. Please do. Okay. We have in a Jewish year 354 days and 40 Chalakim, according to the lunar calendar which we follow. Um, and, three, and there's one day that's Tisha B'Av, which a person is allowed to be sad about the Bet, it has to be sad about the Bet Mikdash. So you're left with 353 days and 40 halakim. Simcha is the Gematria 353. So you have to be happy 353 days of the year. And the only thing a person is allowed to be upset about in his life is the destruction of the Bet Mikdash. And the 40 halakim is, if there's a concept from the Zohar, if you, if you work on something for 40 days straight consecutive, which I think even you mentioned on that night when the raffle was there, Maybe it was Rabbi Nisim, Lazari, or, uh, or maybe Rabbi Itzi Herbs. I don't remember. There's a concept right, right, of 40 right. days when right. you do something consecutive, and you usually have a siyat of the Shmaya. Like you say, Shkara for 40 days straight or something, you do 40 days straight, so you have a siyat of Shmaya. So smile for 40 days, and your, uh, your ligaments will stay in that position, perhaps. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great idea. You know, they say... It's brought down, and in, in, I've seen it in certain places. If a person will smile, Hashem will give you more reasons to smile. In fact, in, in um, Nefesh Achayim, by Achayim um, of Elohim, he says that the way a person behaves in this world, they behave that way to him in the world correspondingly, in Oilam Ha'emes, upstairs. And meaning if a person will act compassionately here, They'll act with compassion upon us with Shemaya. If a person is Besimcha, they'll give him more reasons to be Besimcha. So, Amen. Uh, our job is not only to make Besimcha, but to make, well, yeah, to make other people happy. Think about putting a smile on somebody else's face today. Yosef, are you kind enough to leave your address and um, details where we can could reach you? I, could I just also add about Keep before? Smiling? They have something called the DailySmile.com where you could get free like business size cards that say keep smiling on them for free, and you can give them out to people. You just go to the Daily sure, Smile, www.dailysmile.com, Rabbi Scheinberg from Torah always says to his Talmudim, keep smiling and keep going. And that's really uh, a, a motto each of us should have, keep smiling and keep going, even in the darkest of times. But it's not enough to just tell somebody else to keep smiling and keep going. Rabbi Scheinberg and other Gedalim like him do everything that they can to help people the best way that they can, not just to give them kind words, which of course is important, that encouraging word is extremely important, but also to make sure that we take steps to help people by, um, by helping them. And the Tanislavyanum is a way to do that. And by the way, you can help uh, keep this, this type of broadcasting going strong by supporting Hit of Root. Write out your check today and we'll send you, uh, I'll send you a Rev prize, special for me, Paris B, just for sending in a uh, contribution to hit a brute. Meanwhile, we're glad that you joined us. You also please uh, give us your address and let Shlomo know where we can reach you. We'll get back to you with the hit a brute just as soon as I can. All right, this is Parrots B, the Reb with you, born to be mild, sunny, bright, and warm. That's just the way I feel. 
you know, it's a big mitzvah to support Torah study continually. Where would you learn in this week's Torah reading, in Parsha's Truma, that it is a mitzvah to support Torah study continually? I'll give you a, a, a hint. It has to do. It has to do with something with the Aaron. It has to do with something that is attached to the Aaron Hakodesh. Now, if you look in Shmos, in Truma, it should hit you like a flash of light that there's something in this week's Parsha that has to do with the Aaron that tells us, if not explicitly, then implicitly, that we should always support Torah continually. Where is it? Take a look. I'll give you a clue. It's in Shmos. It's around Chafhe, around 25, right? Chapter 25. And you look in the first 15 Barakim, uh, Pesukim there, you will find something about the Ark, which, by the way, symbolizes the Keser Torah. Is it in that, uh, in those Pesukim that we learn to support Torah study continually? Call me at 718-583-5858. I'm sorry, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Going to be back with a segment with uh, my good friend Dovey Honig about the Parnassa Expo coming up in Lakewood. You're really going to want to hear about this because if you're looking for work or looking to network, this is going to be a great event in Lakewood this Sunday. I want you to stay tuned. We're having a segment coming up on that. Barrett's Be the Rep, born to be mild. I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about Anything right here on Radio Hit of Brew, the station that listens to you. We'll be back with more after this. Mi shem 
Welcome back, Parrots B. I'm going to have on the line with me Dovey Honig talking about the Parnassus Expo. It's very important. I want everybody to listen up because everybody in this listening audience is going to be able to benefit from it. And I'm going to give you the answer to the question I asked about where do you learn about supporting Torah study continually in this week's Parsha when I finish talking to Dovey Honig. But Parnassus is something which everybody understands is integral to a person's life. I mean, you don't need me to remind you of that. There is a Pusik in Parshas Beshalach, which says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Mun in order that we should see that it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu who took us out of Mitzrayim and that he is the one who sustains us moment to moment, day to day, throughout our entire lives, from the time we were in our mother's womb to the last day, our last breath, right until the Kever after 120 years. And HaKadosh Baruch is always with us. Now, we know that Parnassah is a, is a struggle, whether a person is rich or, or poor. Parnassah is something which everybody is, 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 is dealing with, and some people are struggling with it more than others. In an effort to help those who are struggling more than others to find work, to be able to support their families, to be able to support Torah, Dovey Honig and the Learning Network have undertaken a wonderful, wonderful effort called the Parnassa Expo. Now, it's not just a job fair. It's going to be something where if a person's looking for work or you know somebody's looking for work, there will be organizations there that will put somebody in touch with work that's suited for them. A lot of times people come back from job fairs and the job offerings have nothing to do with the person's interests or talents or skills are. At this particular event, there will be people that a person will be able to find and network with that will channel your own interests, desires, drives, talents, and abilities, and even abilities that you didn't know you had, into the right areas of the Kaddish Baruch's help. Because in Parsha Samun, we learn, as Yermio and Navi took out the Sintena Samun and said, in order that you may see what a Kaddish Baruch did for you, or Bershalukim Yesh Lamakim, Hashem has many messengers to get Mazinus sustenance to those that hear him. One Hi, Dubby, how are you? Hi Parrots, how are you? Hashem, good to speak to you again. I really appreciated the interview we did last night. We're gonna be broadcasting that later on today. I would like people to have an update. I don't know if you heard what I said before, but that the opportunity here at this Parnassa Expo taking place in Lakewood this Sunday is for people from all over, whether they're from Brooklyn or from Muncie or from anywhere else to be able to just not go to like a regular job fair and just bring their resumes and see what's available, but they'll be able to network with people from different companies, different organizations, people to coach them. In other words, there's going to be something that everybody will be able to walk out with at this expo. Why is it so important, and what do you think people listening, let's say in Brooklyn right now, will be able to get out of it, and what can they do to make it something real and substantial that they'll have in their hand? Okay, so I'd like to start off with a story that just happened to me when I went to get my coffee um, like an hour ago. I, someone recognizes me and says, um, Dovey, you know, I really would like to be able to be part of this, this uh, networking, and I'm out of a job for a while, and uh, my family talks behind my back, and they knock me and have eight kids, and I, I don't know how to do it myself. And I never met this person before. He just approached me like that. And he told me, you know, when I come to the expo, I'm thinking about coming, but I don't understand giving out my resume just to people, like flyers, it's, you know, it's, it's belittling. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
how uh, how do even someone uh, have uh, get that message just giving out your your, your resumes like that uh, and to, to clarify and to, to let people know that by by us pulling together head hunting organizations um uh, what our uh, leaders in services for the cloud to, uh, by together, as that's just one of our affiliations, that's who they're going to be giving their resumes to, or for the, or people hiring, and some companies are going to be hiring on the spot and get granting interviews on the spot. It's a very efficient um, uh, approach, uh, and uh, for and uh, all can be helped. Now, to get back to your question that I got that off, you know, I got off my chest. Um, is, is if the question to rephrase your question to those who aren't familiar with what the Panos Expo is? It's like asking if we invented cars, automotive uh, vehicles for New York. What, how does it benefit the people in New Jersey? Well, obviously, you know, a vehicle is used to travel and used for, to service all. Now, by us creating and inventing uh, a new concept, uh, a vehicle, you're going from a horse and buggy. So, or, or creating an automobile is, crea- is is creating a place, an address, a vehicle for the cloud, for B'nai Israel to be able to know. I need Parnassa. I just got married. I don't know what to do. Uh, someone's laid off, 35 years old, transitioning. Should I stick with my old job? Should I stick with my new job? Um, what's available out there? Um, which new courses? Uh, and the, the the way the Learn Network was set up is to be able to have shurim, like uh, not during work hours, but like about like with five to seven and other places, you know, it could be exact the schedules um set up accordingly. But uh, to be able to have a bismedrish that they feel um connected and they could come in as if they have to go to Minchamay or Shachris by Shtibel, there's a bismedrish in the community they could come in. It doesn't matter. If the Ashkenazi, if the Swadi, if the right, if the that, we, so, we know we have one in Brooklyn and in Lakewood in the Five Towns. But right now, that's all leading up to this Parnas Expo. That's exactly, exactly. now by, by creating the, this organization. The same way Yeshiva has a tat, has a gemach, has a cook. They have a dormitory. They have all the necessities. A high school. What what people need uh, to be able to, uh, uh, to to feed them and to and to take care of them and all the rooms in the, the building to service them. Um, so with the stage of life where people have oil parnasa, we created a gemach that keeps on growing by affiliations of different uh, organizations, different uh, people um, offering the services. Tonight we're having, for example, the founder of Labriot Foods. He's going to speak um, at, uh, and tell people step by step, starting up a business, how to start up a business step by step, what's involved. And that's another tool that's going to be better networking also. So over the years, we had all these different tools of career coaching, marketing specialists, and business consultants. And that's consultants. going to happen also at the, at the Parnosa Expo. That's going to happen. You know, Debbie, that's, going to, right. that's, section, that, that's interview, going to be section you, four. You and I did an interview last night with Ari Joseph, and I think people would benefit from that. And actually, we have it right now. So what I'm, I want people to do is I want you to listen to this um, session between Debbie, myself, and Ari Joseph last night. There are phone numbers there. We're going to give it to you again now. I want everybody to call right after you hear this to get more information about how the Parnassus Expo is going to benefit you, what you can do to make it work for you or a friend or a father or a brother or anybody you know, somebody who wants to sponsor a booth who can come in 
and hire people, people who are looking to be hired. I want to I just want to interrupt you a second yeah. before 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 I, I you play this, and I want to emphasize that we got yesterday from Ramokhil Kaplan Shiva of Lakewood Haskama written. Um, emphasizing the importance of people getting involved in this attending the expo and supporting this non-profit expo and coming as bringing their jobs here pulling it together that to help create a place for the from for the Jewish world to be able to offer jobs to each other as well as other jobs uh, who who could be offered to help the community be able to uh, have an address to, to help okay, uh, address, what's the number promote the jobs. I want people to listen. Stay tuned to listen to this ex- really exclusive and very special interview. Meanwhile, what number can they reach you to find out more about the XOW? 732-987-7704. Uh, and we can as well forward the information to Radio Dabrut and the people calling them directly. They can be able to send it out. Uh, and 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 uh, continue with their listeners to be able to be helped to help the Klala as they're doing now. Radio that brought a beautiful and, and, job and the idea for everyone and to help the Klala. It's a tremendous thing. I would like to thank the whole studio there. Yeah, thanks very much. Okay, Shlomo, we're going to play that interview. Everybody, please stay tuned to listen to this. This is Paris Be the Reb with my good friend Dovi Honig and everybody at Hit a Brute. Stay tuned for this. Listen to it because it may make a difference in your life. There's the Shem as we hope it will for so many of us. Stay tuned, right here on Radio Hitabrut. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again to this edition from the Kobarama Studios for the Parnassa Expo, brought to you by the Learn and Network. You know, they say that there are three kinds of people in the world. Those who, Be'ezot Hashem, make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who don't know what's happening. We would like to think that when the Kaddish Baruch was up, we're among those who try to make things happen for our our fellow Yid, by trying to do as much as we can, as it says says in the Hagdama to Nefesh Chaim, to help a person as much as we can with all our kaychas. I think that's one of the things which Dabi Honig, and I think this is without Guzma, and certainly not Al-Khanifa, not Flattery, has been trying to do and is really gearing up for with this Parnosa Expo scheduled for this Sunday in Lakewood, New Jersey. So just for everybody out there, just to refresh our memories, it is coming down the pike very, very quickly, and it is going to be a benefit to everybody in the community, anybody who's looking for work, anybody who has a company that could offer work. But the main thing to know is that this is going to be a launching pad for people that are looking for Parnassa, people that are looking to hire people, people that are looking to network. It's going to be uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous insights in how to find work and Halacha Lamaisa had to walk out with something that will be tangible. Now, there will be hours for women and hours for men. Now, this is a nonprofit venture, so make sure that we understand that this is only Lita Ellis Larabim. That's part of the reason that Kobarama has been so helpful in getting it done. In fact, there was a letter that was written by um, one of the Russian yeshivas, Rabbi Ari Makhil Cutler, and I'm going to uh, give it over to Dovi Honig to tell you a little bit about what that letter said. It's just an indication of how the community is so supportive of what this uh, this effort is trying to do. Dovi, what what does it say in the letter? In essence, in essence, what does it say? Just give us a summary of what it says. Well, the Shiva Ramalkil Katlishli to emphasizing in the Shivas for the to be able to have a place 
to be able to find Inyari Parnasa whatever is in their gear or field. It could be chinuch, it could be business, it could be being introduced to different um, approaches of understanding financing. And by having a vehicle in the Bismajish of Nate in this stage of life, who have the Akhrayas as a vehicle and having the expo to be able to be a tool, hopefully a solution for the future, to be have a few times a year to help the klal of a teridik and not emphasizing money or riches, just push it to oil parnasa and to be able to have a solution and the smedish who would every day, the afternoon, say the Shurim, Chizuk evenings, Halacha Sundays, Dafyemi, Chavitz Chaim, Halacha, Round Table, Chavrusa Shah, Ziyan Bekius, and a place to come uh, and always be, uh, to be able to be at the end of the day to have you say the, as the Shiva quoted when he spoke by us, he said, uh, he, he asked a question from Taisvis, he quoted Taisvis, stating that if someone makes Birchas Atayra, and then he works, or he has old panasa, and he comes back later to learn. How come it's not a hefsik? How come he doesn't have to make birchas atayra over? And Rashi finished his shir on the chizik and stating that if someone comes at the end of the day, for the end of the se- for second seder, five to seven, to the kailul zechamot Yosef, by us to learn network kailul, it's as if he wasn't it wasn't a hefsik. From his birchas at and even if it's for saftiger diganecha, but it's considered vigisabayim v'layla. Well, that's certainly true, and I know that I and others are beneficiaries of that program. In fact, uh, after the learning, there's always some type of networking, and through that networking, um, I met a good friend of mine who uh, I see regularly, but really didn't uh, activate something in terms of uh, something that we could do together, which is our. Joseph and he and I met at the network again, and through something that um, that came about through a, a joint effort, which is definitely a function of the um, of the network, we were able to um, to do something together. We would be going to do a project. Can you want to tell us about that? And here here with us is Rabbi Arya Joseph, Joseph rather. And by the way, this all is leading to this Parnassa Expo, which is going to take this and quantify it even further when everybody gets together on Sunday. It's this Sunday, 12 o'clock to 5 p.m., February 26th, 277 James Street in the Besiakov Hall. 12 to 2.30 is going to be women. 2.30 to 5 is going to be men. There's going to be many workshops. We're going to have Section A. It's going to be a, a Parnosophia, a job fair, many different um, job opportunities from Chinuch, to business, to hands-on jobs, to OR consultant database programmers, and uh, many other different type of jobs from the people starting off or not knowing much or where to go, starting off jobs to people who have um, significant uh, uh, talents and already um, are are capable of of higher-end jobs as well. The second section is going to be Search job uh, searching assistance from organizations who can help people that if they didn't find the job to be able to continue searching out 
and at the same time what people might be oversight not realizing that the job seeker companies or looking to hire are also going to benefit from reaching out to them and describing what type of individual they need to fill their placement and also be able to network it out and benefit. Um, we're going to have from, say, Muncie, Brooklyn, uh, Five Towns, and the whole tri-state area of uh, headhunting organizations coming uh, and being able to network it out jobs out together. So in, in essence, really, there's going to be something for everybody there. People that are looking for work, people that are looking to hire people, there are going to be a number of companies there like Johnson & Johnson, and they are actively looking to recruit people. So people should come dressed at their best with their resumes, but you don't have to come totally prepared. But you should be prepared to be able to look diligently and kind of look for where your niche might be or what you want and come with questions because there will be people there to provide answers. Now, we were talking about Rabari Joseph, speaking of talent, who himself uh, has been part of the Learning Network program. And, um, Ari, uh, if you could just tell us a little bit, what was the experience that you and I had where through, through the, uh, the network we were able to, uh, to galvanize something that has resulted with the Kaddish Baruch's help in an element of Parnassah for the both of us? Well, Paris and I, um, uh, Mr. Eichler, who's the uh, host of the show, have been seeing each other every morning for, for a little while now. We go to a morning shear together, and um, it happened to be the learning, net, learning network that put us, the Learn Network put us together on a business level, where I would come in for Marv because the shul, the, the shul hosts every night, uh, we have the supposed to host this um, Learn Network with Dovi Honig um, at, at the helm. And Paris and I saw each other. And uh, always in contact regarding regarding different projects we were involved with, um, Dovi Honig put together a really really special evening of a marketing expert from Madison Avenue that's been doing this for thirty years. Uh, he came in and spoke about a month ago, named Hanina Katz. I didn't happen to see that the evening that it happened, and Dovi reached out and gave me a, a disc, sent me a, actually an email file of that speech, and I was blown away. And it is available to, to speak to Dovi about. Um, I was blown away by the, the scope and the depth of this man's knowledge of his of his art. And marketing really in business is everything, and everyone can use it, especially in this economy and the changes that we're going through, um, whether it be social media and whatnot, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so with that, I reached out to Hanina Katz, who is this marketing expert. He um, He's working on uh, some work with Simcha Vision, that's our company, uh, different marketing angles. And he, gave, he threw a project my way, and um, a nice big project for, a, for an organization in New York that he was working with, in which um, I contacted Paris Eichler, the host of this show, because his voice is gold, and we needed a narrator. So this went full circle, and Dovi Honig spin in the dreidel, and we're going full circle. And everyone, and, and just, it's, it's, it's a help to everyone, this organization. And like Ramel Kiel said, the Rosh Hashiva said last week, who well, I did have this close to come in here, um, he said, it's, when he walks in here, it's learning. He, doesn't, he can't tell the difference between who's networking and who's learning. But it really is, a, after that Seder, after that Seder and learning, everyone, everyone puts the time in the Kayachin, it seems, to, to really um, think for the next guy. And, and the Chesed, I'm not sure which is more Schus and Shemayim, and that's not my business, but w- w- is it the learning or the Chesed? But they're both a mudim in, in this world that, are, that Duvi Honig is going to take with him for a long, long time, but Ezra Hashem. I think that's certainly true, and I think everybody can continue to be the beneficiaries of that. And that's what we want to let everybody know about, which is that this Parnassa Expo is really a culmination in a lot of ways of what the Learn and Network does, and which uh, you just expressed so. Yes, I, I'm sorry to yes. you, but I, I want to point out that the, 
it's a, we felt a responsibility to launch the Parnassa Expo because we had all these tools to help everyone. And if financially we're not stable to do it, very far from it. And 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 it's going to be in a week from now or less, and we don't even have the means to make it happen uh, uh, financially. But we're not stopping because the achrayis of 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 having the tools, the affiliations of the organizations, and of the achdos of the klal of the communities and of the individuals who are assisting people, from career coaching, walking specialists, some uh, to many many more. And we're going to have also a lot of workshops better show from these. Um, is, is something what's just needed to have that address that people could come and know that there'll be a Panos Expo, I'll be helped, I'll, be, I'll find a job. If not, I'll find organizations to help me search. If not, I'll find courses I could take in the kosher from world. Or if not, I'll be able to start uh, Section 4, starting up businesses or being directed uh, in the right way to learn about uh, bringing your business to the next level together with all the workshops, what's something what's, what's priceless. And we're also going to have a, net, a networking Cafe. We're gonna, they're going to have um, a, a networking section, and it's going to be food people can purchase and be able to network as well. What's well, going to be huge? It sounds like it's going to be terrific business. I and mean, of course, the key point is Siata de Shemaya, and we all understand that. And the Rashi in Parshas Beshala talks about our Beshaluchim Yeshlemakim that a Kaddish Baruch has many messengers to get Parnasa to a person. Ken Zayn. It could very well be that this is an arena, an avenue, a venue that is going to provide those shalukim for so many of us that are actively looking to be able to, to better our parnasa and better the parnasa of our, uh, of our fellow yid. So therefore, I want to give everybody the address, the date, and pick up the phone, call Learning Network, see what it's about, see what you can do to help. Don't think that you cannot do anything or that you're not sure what's there for you. Pick up the phone, you'll call, W will give you the information, and find out because it is there for you. This is going to be an event that could make a difference in a lot of people's lives. I want to point out one other point, uh, Peretz, that when I spoke to the Malkiel Kotlishli to the Shashiva last night, before he wrote this Choshiva, beautiful Amlotza, for the Klal to attend the expo, um, and the importance of people who are supporting it with a bracha, uh, we, we discussed that if Mitzvah Shem just be successful, just um, implement it also in Eretz Yisrael in a way to offer tools for chinuch and anything what's available for the from Oilam to be able to create a Parnasa Expo uh, and have the tools that they should be able to have address to be helped and and by us launching this and us participating in this and by us supporting this by us coming to this and being helped and sharing with each other the success in the Charei Shavelt in the from world that this is the the, 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 the fruits are, are endless, and that's a schos for everyone. And indeed, we hope it will be, Be'ez Hashem. We'll have more on this as the week progresses. We want to thank Rabbi Yitzhak Sokol and Kol Barama, and W, you want to add another word? Our phone number is 732-987-7704, 732-987-7704. And I'd like to thank Rabbi Sokol and Kol Barama for their support and for broadcasting this. Thank you. And thank you, Parents Burke Eichler and Company, for Cole Barama saying thanks and stay tuned for more great things on Cole Barama. And of course, on Hit a Brute, where we are about to sign off just to let you know that the poles are the means by which the ark was carried, unlike the Mizbeach and the table, which also had rings with the poles. The poles of the ark remained at all times, and they were when they were not needed to carry the ark. This symbolizes the connection between those who study Torah and those who financially support Torah study. And they are considered as one unit 
Those who financially assist Torah studies should continue to do so at all times without seizing. It should be pro- proactive, says the Meshachachma. That's where that board is from. I'll tell you more about that the next time we're on board. There's the Shem Statute for Rabbi Barrel Wine. Don't forget to call Dovi Honig and uh, anybody else that uh, you would like to reach out to to help you get involved in the Parnosa Expo this Sunday in Lakewood, New Jersey at the Beit Yaakov on James Street. Call to find out more. And I want to thank Shlomo and everybody at Hidabrut, Nissim, Iran, and the great people there. And our wonderful thing, we are here for you, the station that listens to you. This is Paris, be the Reb, born to be mild. And I just want to remind everybody, in the words of Hillel, please commentary. Now, oh, and learn. 97.5 FM, the preferred radio station for the Jewish home. Shamula Jewelers. Come visit our new location, 918 Kings Highway, 718-336-1980. Shamula Jewelers, a family business for over 35 years, specializing in diamond engagement rings and eternity bands. Shamula Jewelers, we've got the sparkle for you. Visit us today, 918 Kings Highway, 718-336-1980. Ask for Shlomo. Come in for our super special reopening sale going on now. Shamula Jewelers, 918 Kings Highway. היום בשעה חמש, שעה של חסד עם אבי כהן. רדיו היטה ברוט is now on your phone. call in to listen live 712-432-4217. the best of the Jewish world. radiohitabrut.com